I feel again privileged today to have you guys in. I think uh, what we're going to talk about is really interesting. I'm super excited. So welcome, Kevin. How are you? I'm great. Are Thanks you, for having me. Are you enjoying the English weather? I am now, not so much a few weeks ago. It's getting a little bit milder now, so I'm enjoying it, yes. Fantastic. Okay, so before we kind of dig into the details, let's just talk briefly about um, inclusive. What is inclusive? Where did it come from? I mean, far away with that one. Well, inclusive is a home sharing platform. Uh, you know, everyone is aware of Airbnb. We're very similar, where we connect people with spaces to stay. So we're a marketplace for rooms. Um, and what we do is we're trying to do it in a way that everyone feels comfortable and they can be whoever they want to be, wherever they are. And that's the basic story behind Inclusive. Mm. How did they, talk me about the actual story then. So kind of where did the idea come from and why did it originate? So Inclusive came really from uh, an experience from our, our founder, uh, Rohan. And it was kind of a negative experience, but out of it came something really positive, I think. Uh, Rohan was engaging on Airbnb to uh, rent a, a cabin in Idaho in the U.S. And through communication, he, was, he realized that he was never, his cabin was just never available. So he asked a friend of his, who let's just say doesn't look quite like him, he asked his friend Chrissy to book the same cabin for the same dates that he had been repeatedly rejected for. And lo and behold, 10 minutes later after she did that, she, uh, it was accepted. Booking was accepted. Oh, great. We'd love to have you, you know. So, and Rohan was a little bit stymied at first. Well, I thought you said you were doing maintenance. Then I thought you said it wasn't available. So he thought, you know, he, he put a post on Medium and it went immediately viral. 450,000 reads. He woke up to his email inbox full of similar stories from a number of people. And so he thought, why don't I just build a platform and try to um, reduce the bias that's out there. So, you know, he's a big traveler, I'm a big traveler, so we can take advantage of the whole home sharing trend. And that's where it started. Um, originally, it started with the mindset of targeting a niche community. It was called Noir B&B, it was for African American community. But within a few weeks of being Noir B&B, um, the emails didn't stop. So LGBT folks, people of Muslim backgrounds, uh, everything, we're telling similar stories. So Rohan made the decision to expand it and call it inclusive and basically everyone under one tent. So uh, that's what it is. Absolutely love that. And look, obviously, uh, you know, Harvard Business School, there's various studies out there with some very well-known statistics, you know, you know, this is happening, right? You know, but what are, what are inclusive doing? You know, what are you guys actually doing to, to sort of make this not a problem? And, you know, quite frankly, this problem shouldn't exist. So, but what are you guys doing? So... I'll answer that question in, in, well, in, in two quick ways. The first way is kind of just thematically, we're trying to shine a light on it. So having a conversation about bias and about discrimination and that it doesn't really matter, et cetera. So basically by being a role model in the space or in the conversation, we're hoping to have people become more comfortable. But in terms of the platform, et cetera, uh, we're doing three things. So we have a technology solution or technology approach, kind of a business process approach, and then kind of an organizational one. In terms of our technology, we have redesigned the, the booking system, the transaction, such that a lot of the key identifier information occurs after a transaction is accepted. So we've just de-emphasized the size of the pictures and when it occurs to the host, et cetera. And that was coming out of the Harvard study by Professor DeLuca that recommended some, some of those steps. In terms of the business process, we've decided to kind of take a hit a little bit on the business by having an availability penalty, such that if a, a host says, well, this room is not available to X person for X you know, real reason, then it's not available to anyone. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of, a little bit of a 
a stick at the moment, and we hope to obviously reduce that over time, but to just make it such that, you know, that... I get it. I get it. And, and, you know, Fat Llama is kind of similar. We There are certain areas of our business where from a business and balance sheet, really, perspective, we suffer, but it, it is, is offering that kind of value add for the service. I mean... So my, my question is, yeah, do you oh, want to I was gonna, and just the third one I was going to say, which we think is actually the most important is organizationally, we're staffing such that we are looking more into, uh, we have people looking at data trends. So if you identify cases where it appears that discrimination is occurring, we're going to take steps to address it, as well as um, kind of more proactively engaging with hosts to explain kind of how our customers value this and why it's important and asking people to commit to being a more inclusive platform. Yeah, and that, so that does come at a cost, exactly, but that's what we're doing. Exactly, that's kind of what I was gonna ask as well, because I mean, a lot of this stuff is is kind of up in the air, but I really wanna yes. kind of dig into, Please you do. know, how this happens in practice, right? So let's say something does, God forbid, happen on the platform, something right. that you guys would uh, deem not the correct way to behave. Right. What do you do, how do you notice it, and what do you do to sort of address that? Okay, so there are two ways that we, at this moment, believe that we're going to notice it. The first way is, you know, customer complaints, customer response. When Rohan had his issue, he approached the, the host, and he also went to Airbnb. But after a week, there was just, you know, no response, crappy response, nothing was happening. So our commitment is that we are going to take customer complaints and investigate them um, and, and try to take some action. Now, because we also have, it's a two-sided marketplace. Our hosts are as important to us as our guests. So it's not that there's an immediate... A customer complains and you're like taken off the platform. However, what we are looking for is repeated our patterns of behavior. Yeah. And so we will want to address, we've committed that we will address with the host, hey, we believe that this occurred, um, take some actions there. If we find, however, repeated incidences, then we are prepared to limit or reduce or even remove entirely from the platform. Of mm. course, that's not what we want to do. We want to encourage people to be more open and trusting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good point that you made there around uh, it's a two-sided marketplace. I think that can sometimes be confused from a sort of customer's perspective because, uh, you know, a lot of time if you compare, you know, people can sometimes compare us to, say, Amazon or, or other kind of B2C traditional models. It's very, very difficult because ultimately you, you're the mediator and there is always two sides to the story. Um, so I really do feel for you there. So for me, what inspired me to make the jump from corporate to the startup world was because I thought that this was where I would have the most challenge. I will admit, Chaz, it's incredibly scary at times. There's a mix, there's a healthy mix of uh, excitement, but with a lot of anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't regret it for a moment because I, I, just the ability to create, deal with challenges, think on things like how do you deal with discrimination, large world changing problems, even in my small corner of, say, inclusive, I just wasn't. I don't think that's as, as available in a corporate world where there are existing models for how to behave, how to solve problems. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I tell you what, I, um, I completely relate to the sort of anxiety that comes with it. But I, you know, same as you, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, yeah, it's kind yeah. of exciting when death's just around the corner. Yeah, you know, that's a good um, way to put it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we say, we say in our office. I mean, it's like working in a startup or working for a startup. It's kind of like you're on a treadmill. Uh, and the treadmill's on full blast, but you're in a room where there's no doors and the walls are in the side of the treadmill. So you can't go anywhere, you just have to carry on sprinting. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what's yeah. happening. So yeah, I, know, I know you touched on this briefly earlier on then, but so talk me through a little bit more around, so you were called Noir B&B. We were called Noir B&B when our, our, our original target market, our first strategy, as we mm -hmm. put it together, was to focus on the African-American community because they've become increasingly significant in travel world. Yeah. Last year alone, it was a 40 billion sector of you know, wow. African-Americans traveling. This year, it's supposed to be about 48 billion. 
However, we realized that we couldn't truly be talking about discrimination and bias if kind of in our business model we were inherently just focused on one community. Yeah, yeah. And so we made the decision, I think it was a good decision because our, our interest has grown, uh, risen since then. Uh, we made the decision to throw it open to the entire tent. So yeah, it yeah. became inclusive and I think that was probably the best decision so far that we've made. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic name. I mean, it is really fantastic. Look, um, sort of on that note then, you know, one of the things, and I really want to challenge you guys on this, from what we've found and, and speaking to other sharing economy startups, which I know that you know that we, we've done, and, and the big thing that happens is people are very focused on trust, and trust comes from transparency. You know, that is really the driver of why marketplaces like Airbnb and so on, TaskRabbit, you know, Borrow My Doggy, who we, we've also had on the podcast, that is, you know, that is why they're thriving, right? But you are removing that transparency and ultimately in some cases might be re removing the trust. So how do you get around that problem? Fantastic question. Um, so I, the way that we think that we're addressing it is really replacing. So we should oh, say sorry. as well, I think, oh. let's talk about, so people on the, on the platform are in effect anonymous. Until the point at which um, the transaction is accepted, there's, there's some degree of anonymity and then all that information is revealed, the information in terms of contacting, etc. It's similar to what Airbnb is trying to do now with instant booking. You know, there's a study from the University of Michigan that was just released that says more data reduces bias on these platforms. So we are going to provide more data, but it's going to be data that isn't so much based on your sexual orientation, gender, etc. Yeah. There is a challenge, and I'll go ahead and admit, you know, we do have hosts. We've been engaging our hosts now for a few months, and there are some legitimate concerns or queries about, you know, you know individual determination. Because yeah, if... After all, it is your platform. I mean, it is your house. that just yeah. And, you know, how do we protect our hosts and our guests? And for me, that's the most exciting challenge that we're going to face. And trying to find that balance um, is going to be key to either our success, but also to the whole success of changing the discrimination landscape in the sharing economy. Yeah, yeah interesting. And look, I think you're dead right. I think uh, it should be based around data. It should be based around reviews that shouldn't be linked to who you are, what you look like necessarily. Um, you know, but it's just, it's just it's such a complicated problem in 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 some in some cases. Well, not in all, in all cases, it really is. So, digging into that a little bit more. So, what would happen? Let's say I am looking to rent a room. Uh, I've come onto the platform. I found something that I would like. Uh, do I exchange messages first, or is it very similar to Airbnb where you request a book? How, how does that process actually work then? So you can do either. So we have a we have a system where you can communicate through the platform with the host to ask questions, clarifying questions, et cetera. Um, or you can actually just as, you know, the competitor is also doing, you can just go directly to a booking request. Um, and, you know, again, based on availability or whatever review data that is going to be attached to your, to your metadata, a host can make a decision uh, based on that. Um, I do, you know, like, like you did mention, I do want to make, it is a complicated problem, but it's a fascinating problem. And to be fair, to be frank, we're excited daily because we think it's a very relevant problem in today's world. I think, you know, global population has gotten to such a state and such a size that now we're all dealing with the fact that we have differences and how do we deal with those differences but still interact in a fair manner. Um, and you're seeing it in our politics, you're seeing it in many other areas. So, you know, I think for everyone on the inclusive team, um, we're just approaching it from the point of view of we want to help advance the conversation. We don't actually know that we have the answer, the solution. So we're looking to partnerships, we're looking to people, and we're continually learning in this process to figure out, is there a way that this can be done? 
um, and, and, and so forth. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, look, Kevin, I think we'll, we'll draw a line there. It's been unbelievable having you in. Honestly, the, the passion uh, and what you're trying to do on a very, yes, in some ways, a small scale, but it's such a macro global problem that you guys are attacking and every step is an important step so thank you like really thank you guys no thank you Chaz uh, I'm really looking forward to see Fat Lamb and its growth and development I'm sure it'll be there and like you said um, we are inspired by the it's somewhat controversial can be very sensitive but we decided to try to take it on head on and we think that a team of millennials are probably the best people to ch take on these challenges social challenges yeah yeah agreed so, thank you very much great. Kevin thank really you. appreciate it